Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for today evening once again for giving us another time and opportunity to come in your presence. Under your blood we come, Lord. Lord Jesus, we thank you for choosing us and predestinating us, giving us to know the mystery of your will and bringing us to another efficiency in this age, to a time that we can be called the manifested sons and daughters of God. Thank you, Lord, a spiritual lineage and adoption time when we can find some people in this hour who whose minds are quickened into a new realm to a new world to a faith they have never known before we can see lord that in this age you are doing things you're opening up the world in such a way lord that our minds are getting quickened the world is dead for us oh lord just last away all worldly thoughts smash them lord just lord destroy those thoughts completely lord and i pray today let your thoughts and your word be the only ones which remain in our lives thank you lord and i thank you for this hour that you have chosen us and you have given us grace and you told us that you will give us all that we ask in your name and we really thank you lord in this hour well you are not talking to us in parables but in plain words and you said in that day when you shall ask anything in my name it shall be given unto you oh lord we pray for a better understanding we pray for a mind of revelation in this hour to catch you and then all our needs are before you lord and we know that you work exceedingly abundantly above all and we can think and ask for to give us all that we desire even our healings even salvation even redemption even any physical or spiritual blessing we need will be provided from your stores we lift our hands and we praise your name for you alone are worthy oh lord jesus we pray today evening that you please come and break the bread of life like you broke it to cleopas and his friend in that room lord and their eyes were open oh lord do something again tonight and break this bread of life for us let this message never become a common bread for us but let it be a message that will shake us awaken us and take us home oh lord because we long now to be with you this bride longs to be with you this is our longing we have a homesick feeling and as the days go by that homesick feeling goes more stronger every day oh thank you lord for being with us and being with us in these past days and talking with us and now i pray lord as you promise a step up may you give that step up in our lives and then lord take us in that glorious rapture oh lord by way of net many people are connected be with them bless them and guide them open the words to us in the name of jesus christ we ask this pray and under your blood we come and say amen amen let's open our bibles to the book of hebrews and let's open the bible in the book of hebrews chapter 5 6 rather and we are reading just verse 1 and 2 therefore leaving the principles of the doctrine of christ let us go on unto perfection not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward god of the doctrine of baptisms and of laying on of hands and of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment verse 3 also and this will be do it god amen lord jesus please come and break the bread of life amongst us and show us the truth of things which we need to know in the name of jesus christ and under your blood we ask this prayer amen you all can be seated first of all i like to say praise the lord for all that lord is doing with us these days and i really thank god that god is working wonderful and marvelous things in our lives he is truly jehovah rafa he is truly jehovah jireh and i'll take this opportunity because i have been told it by pastor ramola from dehradun to testify it before everyone and i really thank god that god has worked in the in his family's life and thank god that we all had prayed for our precious brother deepak ramola in dehradun and by the grace of god his treatment went successful and he was discharged from the hospital yesterday by the grace of god the testimony part is this that his condition was very bad and the doctors who had looked at him said that it'll take many days probably weeks for him to recover and it'll take quite some time for him in the hospital before he's discharged but then on sunday you know the message i know that part of the message where abraham is telling his servants i and the lad are going and we'll come back 
somehow that portion struck our brother pastor amola very heavily and he got inspired and he said i and my lad has gone to the hospital and we'll both come back the lad is also coming back and very next day the doctors were ready to discharge him and he was so happy and you can understand the expressions a person has so all glory to our precious lord and savior jesus christ i have also been experiencing various things and there's a line of testimonies we have that god is doing wonderful things in this time of lockdown while i've been interacting with some people they didn't have any money but somehow the little money they had is still there and it's still there and they themselves say we don't know from where all the things are provided how the money comes in the bank we don't know oh our god is wonderful then i'll also personally testify one day one of these days it happened you know when there was no laborer and nobody working and nobody was available the main electric panel of our house started sh- uh, started rumbling with a loud noise and it was about 10 o'clock at night and now what to do and it was bad and if that panel would have burst it would have created a big problem i prayed for the panel as a lord you do something and said you are present help in the time of trouble so lord please help me no sooner i said that the panel went shut and there was no noise there now it was healed after two days my fridge started making noise so i prayed for the healing of my fridge and that was a thursday and i said lord this would be a sign for me i heard people being healed but if brother branham talks about the healing of a fridge it would be a sign for me and so what happened when i went to see the message the very second quote i read it's actually brother branham's mother in law whose fridge was not working and there was no ice in the fridge and she was a widow and a poor woman and she said lord please have mercy and heal my fridge let it start working and i can't buy it lord you know it for us our problem was there's no worker companies were also shut down and when i read that quote brother branham said after doing that prayer she got up and she went to the fridge and the fridge was working normally oh i said praise the lord i got my sign when i came down the sound was very less it was still there then something said to see the maintenance of this and when i saw it i got the solution there itself and the solution was to just shut it off of course because you know of lockdown we had some uh, food and vegetables the voice had come down then what happened on that particular sunday we shut it down as the lord guided us that's right and then what happened after 24 hours we opened the fridge and it started working just as usual no noise nothing later on the company people phoned us to whom we had given the complaint shall we come now he said no necessity thank you the fridge is already healed god gives the solutions you see our god is interested in our fridge in our ac in our gadgets in everything we have he likes to be involved we don't involve him but we should involve him we should give him due respect and so many testimonies i have because people phone me because i have been a doctor also but then i just did one small prayer your doctor moses is formula lord and may that formula work and that brother and that sister be healed and they were healed by the grace of god and i got called brother we are perfectly fine oh there are so many testimonies things which look not possible they become possible and you think that has stopped this lockdown is just the beginning what the branham said you have seen temporarily you seen fullness of power and slowly and gradually you are moving out of this economy into the faith economy you know birth is always a painful process so you know coming out of the old economy into that new economy may somehow seem a little shaky time but it is nothing but your faith being shaken so that you get more strong faith even that man who didn't know how to pronounce his words and he just said a b c d he said god you'll just join them you know how to make the words and god answered that man's prayer he's the same yesterday today and forever and i believe that he's very much here even today oh we take pride in our lord we take pride in this christ who has come in the cloud in the sage and we revel in his grace we just say praise the lord thank you jesus you are a wonder working god truly there's no one like you we fall we disbelieve but he didn't leave us in fact we we still need to come to that level of faith but god's grace is there and he's slowly and gradually taking us there so god's name be really praised for healing our brother deepak ramola for such a marvelous testimony in dehradun 
and for the testimonies he's creating amongst us god is working wonders i tell you and he's on the move with his bride he's taking an extra care of his bride in this hour because the prophet said when the time comes you watch that third pull then and he also explained that's when he comes and takes his bride home and so we know we are living in that time so god's name be praised god really bless you hope to see you soon very soon in the church also as we used to meet with each other but we really thank god that god has given us grace and time that we can sit around his word and meditate on that amen if you remember when we began the hebrew series we read one particular quote to you i don't know if you remember that how god took elijah to that cave and even before that god wanted to talk with elijah and these are the comments of the prophet god said to elijah i want to have fellowship with you don't have to worry about food i'll make arrangements all that you need i'll make arrangements but i just need a three and a half years of fellowship with you oh brother we started with that and think that same god who had a desire to commune with the elect in this last stage we had this lockdown and this lockdown has been a boon for many to come closer to god and god has come more closer to them and god has communed with them to god's name be praised and you also must be experiencing a change which is coming in the message and god is taking us in a little different way god really bless you and a shalom to everyone so may god give us grace to understand his word yeah these times are very precious for us now let's go straight away in the word and we'll go we are going to read from hebrews chapter 5 and 6 and we'll try to read from the portion we left last time and that is from paragraph 63 he's giving a small point and explaining what is prophetic ministry now he's move on to chapter 6 and again i would say before we move any further understand one thing brother what is written here and preached by the prophet is a prophecy and that prophecy was to be fulfilled in the whole world the bad part also and the good part also the judgments also and that grace part also so this message is not just a message many of us think that well but Branham like a pastor took a teaching message with his church of course he did that but when you go still further we find that this is not just a message especially for us for whom the book is open now we can look back to these messages and realize what the prophet said here is a direct prophecy to be fulfilled now even the evidence of the holy ghost the baptism of the holy ghost the rapturing faith it was laying in the messages but it needed a way to look at the message without having that eyesight is just an ordinary message and you can read it and you can just read those comments but that is not just enough because when our lord jesus the son of man was here he told his disciples when the spirit of truth has come he'll pick up from what i have said let's read that verse a minute i know you have all read that scripture many times but let's turn to john chapter 14 and we are going to read verse 26 But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. He will teach you what I have said. In other words, I have spoken to you, but you have not yet understood it. But now you need the Spirit of Truth, which will teach you from what I have said. He'll go to my tapes. He go to what I have said in the messages and teach you things. We'll turn to John chapter 16 and we are reading from verse 12. I have yet many things to say unto you but ye cannot bear them now. Howbeit when he the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, for whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will shew you things to come. from where from what i have already said you take john 14 john 16 he will take from what i have said and show you things that are to be so in other words what i am telling you is not just teachings they are things to come they are prophecies 
So they are not just messages. They are prophecies. And when the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all that truth. Hallelujah. If that happened in the ministry of the Son of Man 2000 years back, what about this day? When that Son of Man revealed himself in a body, the Son of Man revealed in a Son of Man. And when that happened, and when that one man move finished on this earth, now that Holy Spirit is with the church today, what will that Holy Spirit do in this hour? It'll pick up from what he has said and show you things that are to be. Now, things that are to be are not lines. Things that are to be are not paragraphs. Things that are to be are happenings. Things that are to be are some events. And the spirit of truth will pick up from what I have said and show you the modern events. In other words, the spirit of truth will take my words and make it live in present tense. What I'm teaching you is not a good life. What I'm teaching you is my life. And what I'm teaching you is a prophecy which will be fulfilled in you also. It'll be fulfilled in Sodom, their part. It'll be fulfilled in the make-believers, their part. It'll be fulfilled in you believers, your part. And you not need to find out your part in the message. And it's true that eagles can't find their part in what is written for the vultures. Neither can vultures find their portion with the eagles. Sorry for my uh, strong statements. But there are many people who read the message and they just get a superficial view of that. After all, what can they understand but what is written? They're just going to read it and say, yeah, Branham is saying these things. He's talking about short hairs. He's talking about bobbed hairs. He's talking about jewelry. He's talking about dress. He's talking about these things. That's all. Yes, he did. But what was the real meat of the message? There are many people who fail to understand that. And that's where comes the spirit of truth. To teach you things that are to be. Now with that in view, we are going to read Hebrews now. Notice Hebrews is written and spoken in a time when the tent vision had already come. And now you need to really revise what we are preaching these days. I know many times you are just uh, flooded with messages. And every message is so wonderful. But you see, you need time to think about these messages. Really sit down, think, jot down, meditate like the Berians did. And Berians is a type of a real believer. We all should be Berians. Amen searching the scriptures daily now try to be careful there's a way of reading the scripture and there's a way the holy spirit leads in the message now let's let's see what he reveals to us today now i'm reading a small portion first he's explaining now what is the prophetic it's just his knowledge his knowledge you see by his foreknowledge he knows everything what is prophecy then you see god doesn't need to know a prophecy <laughs> god knows everything his foreknowledge before the foundation of the world knew the end from the beginning so he doesn't require any prophecy but what is going to happen when he reveals it to a man and that man speaks it that foreknowledge of God becomes a prophecy what God already knew and before that thing happens he gives it to a man because Amos 3 7 says God does nothing until first he reveals it to his servants the prophets so what he's about to do he already knows it so he already has a knowledge of that but he gives that knowledge to a man which is a prophet and when he receives that and he speaks it it becomes a prophecy but actually that prophecy is the foreknowledge of God in other words, when we are reading prophecies in the messages and in the Bible, we are reading the foreknowledge of God. Even the scripture was the foreknowledge. In 2 Peter it's written, no scripture is of any private interpretation. Who wrote this Bible? Prophets. The word always came to the prophets. Amen for that. The major portion of the Bible was written by the prophets. And the word came to the prophets. That's the agency God uses. But when God gives his word to a prophet, he's giving his foreknowledge to him. Now let's see when the Bible begins in Genesis. Now Moses was not given the foreknowledge. He started from what had already happened. Because by the time Moses came and God revealed to him the first five books, of course, Exodus was happening in his time. Leviticus and Numbers was written by him. That's his age, yes. But Genesis was before him. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Enoch, Noah and all these were before him. It's what hath been. And that what has been was revealed to a prophet. Then he got what was. 
and then he was revealed what shall be god talked with that exodus prophet in three sections what hath been what was happening and what shall be the lord your god shall raise a prophet like unto me he was prophesying of future and him shall you hear he speaking what shall be and he wrote genesis what hath been and he's writing leviticus numbers and all what was present at his time all the three sections being open to him now let's understand there's a portion which had already happened to which moses's mind was darkened i believe he belonged to the family of levites but i understand he was born in egypt and the family tree which was there they had the records since abraham the patriarch abraham and the dealing of god with him they had the records of that but the big portion which he has a vague knowledge but he doesn't know exactly for example how long did shame live how long did noah live what was the dimensions of the ark he doesn't know all that how long did enoch live and how long did he walk with god father it's not just written like that his knowledge is not there for that he needed first to understand what hath been because you see what hath been will be a pattern what shall be he was in the time of Exodus. I try to understand. Being a prophet, God was going to reveal his foreknowledge. But you should understand the revelation of the foreknowledge came to the prophet after revealing what hath been. Prophet said the oldest book in the Bible should have been the book of Job. He was even before Moses. But when the time came for Job to write about him, the highlight of his life, it begins from this point. When God starts dealing with Job, not his temptation part. That happens in the first 40, 42 chapters. Somewhere around 38, 39, the Lord appears. And when God God appears in a whirlwind to Job, the place where God begins his conversation. Where were you when I laid the foundations of this earth? In other words, to understand what shall be, to really have a revelation of the prophecy, you have to understand what has been. You have to start from the beginning. To understand a prophet, to understand his prophecies, you have to go back to the back part of God's mind and start from his first thoughts. And you have to trace the prophecies from his first thoughts. Then when you trace it from that time, then you'll understand what God is saying in this hour it's not a breakaway jigsaw puzzle type of prophesying God is not prophesying in a uh, sorry how should I say in a haphazard way and the best part all the prophecies when you connect them they become one why because they were speaking of a foreknowledge of God now when we had a prophet in our age and I'll say and we have the spirit of prophecy in the bride today by virtue of her eating that book then that prophetic spirit is now in the bride so what will God do with the bride? He will take her to the beginning. He'll take the elect of this day to the beginning in order to make them understand Malachi 4 today. No, you can't understand Brother Branham until you have been to the beginning. Until you have a revelation of the foreknowledge of God. Brother, you say Brother Branham is a prophet. Praise God, he's Malachi 4. I mean, that's a statement. Come on, let's open scriptures. Malachi 4, Matthew 17. Come on now, let me say something. Don't try to teach me the Bible like that, please. Please don't. When the prophet understood these scriptures in this age, for you and me, let's turn to Malachi 4. Let's turn to Matthew 17. Oh, these verses are on our tips now. Do you know that these verses were revealed to this man, Brother Branham, by an angel? He didn't learn it by Bible study. It was an angel who came to him and taught him Malachi 4. He didn't preach it just like that. You know the background of Revelation 10? Revelation 10 will happen later. But there are six dreams. There's a vision. And there's an angelic visitation to explain what is Revelation 10. Otherwise, like a careless Bible student, he'll be thinking that seventh angel of 10-7 is that seventh angel of chapter 11. It's the same thing. When it's not the same thing, an angel came to explain to him. No, that's not 11-15. That's you. That's the angel of the Laodicean age. And did you know the devil attacks that point? That's right. To blind the people. What happened in that debate we had in India? 10-7. That's 11-15. 
15 oh yes for you it, it must be but the bible is not understood by study it's understood by revelation and that revelation was given to this brother brother branham our prophet by an angel he learned luke 17 26 to 30 from an angel when a light came in the room it is then he understood luke 17 you see brother we should understand one thing we have a list of scriptures today which brother branham speaks after many messages luke 17 26 to 30 john 14 12 and jesus christ the same yesterday today and forever hebrews 13 8 our lord jesus christ and all such scriptures well for you it's ordinary because you have heard it but that first man who preached it to whom the word of god came the foreknowledge of god was dropped in him you have to understand these scriptures and these prophecies from the standpoint that these are the thoughts of god speaking for this time and in order to make this prophet understand this he didn't straight away start from prophecies he started from a strange birth he started to explain how his life fitted in the scriptures and started first explaining what had been first explain the ministry and pattern of son of man who came 2000 years back as said how your ministry now fits that pattern you are repeating what moses did you're repeating what christ did 2000 years back when he understood what had been now he will automatically understand what shall be now remember come one thing that foreknowledge of god has been unfolding down through the ages but in order to understand the foreknowledge of god for this day you have to trace that foreknowledge to the beginning that's why in the seventh seal message he said this seal right from genesis because this great promise for this day has started all the way from the beginning it's not a seventh seal just happening today seventh seal was the foreknowledge of god Seventh seal was foreordained for some people. That's why seventh seal keeps all its appointments. Seventh seal knows where to go. The cloud knows where to visit. Somebody called him, not going to welcome him. He still goes there knowing somebody else will come. And he knows that she will come. That's why he actually had his appointment with that lady, not with that big bishop. I hope you can understand that. So in order to understand the prophetic, you read the message Christ is revealed in his own word. The cloud is revealed in his own word. Are you understanding? That's the real message. Now, when we start reading from this point of view, it becomes totally different. I'll read a little to you now. What is prophetic is just his knowledge. Now see the next lines and place it. I'll ask you, you place it in which age would you like to place it? <laughs> you do it. Please decipher it for me. What is prophetic is just his knowledge. He's the chief attorney. Then he says, he, he, he's the... He He's the judge and he just speaks to the lawyer some of his wisdom. Tell me who is this judge and who is this lawyer? Who is this lawyer? This lawyer, the prophet is identifying him as a prophet because that lawyer is a prophet who is receiving the prophecy. He is the judge. Which age? When he comes as a judge, he should have the white wig of a judge. And listen, this paragraph 63 to be fulfilled in 1963. And see, he's prophesying here. He's prophesying about his own ministry. Let the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit teach you how he's saying here, God, the supreme judge, he just speaks to the lawyer some of his wisdom and that that's what prophecy is. What is that prophecy? The judge speaking some wisdom to his lawyer. And the lawyer brings then the indictment. And that lawyer brings a court trial. I hope you can understand it. Who is this lawyer? And how Brother Branham in the message said, Let me be his attorney tonight. So this attorney here is Brother Branham himself. And the judge will not yet come in 957. But five years later, the supreme judge would appear and talk to this lawyer who's preaching Hebrews. And just give his wisdom to him. Pour his thoughts in him. And those thoughts are not just teaching. Seventh hundred teaching. No. It's not just seventh hundred teachings. It's a wisdom of future events. So a preaching of seals is a prophecy. The preaching of seals had to happen. Without things that are to be. And this is the supreme judge. Talking to his lawyer. Some of his wisdom. There has to be some lawyer. To whom he speaks all his wisdom. There have been many lawyers in previous ages. To whom we just gave in parts. We had a lawyer today. 
who had the full wisdom from Genesis to Revelation. And when he spoke it, those messages became the prophecy. I'll tell you something. This is deep and this is rich. Try to understand it. I think it'll help you. Many of us think, yes, Brother Branham is a prophet. And I know if I ask somebody, if he's a prophet, show me his prophecies. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, he, uh, one prophecy says, you know, there'll be a Pope from the United States and the real church will be drove together. Oh, yeah. And then he also said, watch the third pool then. And then he talked about Los Angeles. Yes. The earthquake, you know, and Los Angeles going under the ocean. That's the share the Lord. These are his prophecies, you see. Well, brother, they're just talking about four or five such uh, isolated uh, things which he said. But you know something? The whole message was a prophecy. Yes, it had teaching. But that teaching was also a prophecy. Let me explain it. The son of man, when he came on this earth, he gave a small teaching. A sower went to sow his seed. And there were four kinds of ground where the seed fell. And of course, there's a good ground and which brought forth 100, 30, 60, and then some 100. Many of us have heard as a wonderful teaching. You know, that all happens when a man preaches the word. How many of you know that? The son of man, when he was preaching those seven parables, he was actually opening the church ages to the people. And a prophet today caught that. That first kind of land, Rocky, was Catholics. And then the one with, you know, bushes and thorns and thistles were Pentecostals. But then came that fourth ground, good ground. It was not just a teaching. He was prophesying about a good ground coming in future, which will bring forth hundredfold. Okay, the next parable. This will not be very difficult for you to understand. The good man sowed his seed. Then came a man in dark and he sowed tears. Was it a teaching or was it a prophecy? What did, when the disciples asked him, explain to us this parable. Teach us. Harvest is the end of the world. In other words, that what he said to those disciples was to be fulfilled in the last age. It was a mystery of the kingdom of heaven. When the church would begin, these mysteries would happen. Are you understanding? The kingdom of heaven is like a woman who took some leaven and put it in three leavens. Three measures of meal. And the whole thing became leaven. What are the three measures? Meal is Christ. And the three meals, I mean three measures, three offices of God in which he worked. Father, Son and Holy Ghost. But there came a woman who mixed leaven in that. And they are not three, they are not three offices. They are three different persons and it leave in the whole lamb. Read the message Pergamon Age. Satan's lie began with the doctrine of Trinity and that's how it began in Babylon. That's how it began in Mystery Babylon when it started with a Trinity doctrine and the whole thing became leaven. Read the scriptures. That is third or fourth parable. That's where the woman Jezebel appears. But in the last parable, there's a net cast in the lake and the fish are gathered and the others were thrown back. Are you understanding? The great dragnet in the last day. All of that was not a teaching good things. What the son of man was saying was prophecies and the problem with Cleopas and other disciples were they were not awakened to those prophecies. And the same problem in the Cleopas of this day to those who are in the message, calling themselves message believers, not awakened to this message being a prophecy. They are not just messages. Now let's take Romans 8, now let's take Hebrews 11, now let's turn to Hebrews 10. Oh, I learned some good things today. Praise God, that's also there. But that is still incomplete until you come to the prophetic part. You know what Brother Branham said? Paul was a prophet and the book of Hebrews was the book which put a seal on his prophetic ministry. Then he divided the law and grace. Here is another prophet today reaching that same Hebrews. The seal that he's a prophet would be shown from Hebrews. What will he do with this Hebrews? He'll separate church ages from the last age, from the efficiency, another efficiency. He'll separate church ages from the bride age, seven ages from that eighth day. And he'll bring that separation and show it to the people. Because dispensational truths cannot be taught by any other ministry. It's only taught by a prophet. He separates the dispensation. Are you understanding? So he's the judge and he just speaks to the lawyer some of his wisdom. That's what prophecy is and can foretell it. Because he knows what's going to be. You think God doesn't know what's going to happen tomorrow? God doesn't know what's going to happen next month, next year? Maybe 
we don't know but god knows but there's a little point now i like to say here what god knows he has already now said it in a prophetic message so the bride of this day if she wants to know what's going to happen tomorrow next month or next year she has an eye of prophecy through the message that's right how many of you remember i told you some years back that it's a wasteless effort to invest money so that you get more money i think some understood some did i also said that is money and that is value for money which you use which you use it for you buying a land to sell it sorry sir that age is over i don't know when it'll come back and of course miracles happen everywhere god does it yes just believe in that but if i talk about the general trend today is the right time to buy land because this is the time you can buy it the rates will be very low economy has gone down after four or five years when the economy goes up boom i learn and you know double triple read the seas read the book and then you'll understand what is going to happen you already seen what happened to mr malia and what happened to these big ones what happened to the second ambani brother these big ones karlo duniya mutthi mein you know those people what happened to those people finish what about you and me you think the economy would be revived well, no. yes the money you have used in present tense for your own house or what you need is money that's right but in order to buy a land and let it rare and then i'll sell it for so much forget it is now from where are you getting this information oh, this is the right time for stocks you know the market is down yeah and this is the time to buy shares after some time i can dream of flying sorry your dream will be bad because your dream will turn into a nightmare get out of it as fast as you can oh but where are you saying that brother from the spirit of prophecy this is my spirit of prophecy this is the bride's spirit of prophecy bride knows what's happening you know i'll start this venture and this will go on like that economy is gone of course god gives wisdom do things so that he can come up but when you see the prophecy you know how to act if you have some need place it before christ he will make it happen that's right he will make things happen for you what you can't even even think for and what looked impossible in minutes it'll become possible from where are you getting all this brother mess banks well what's going on is going on and i believe till the bride is here god will help us but the future of banks is also not very clear let's try to understand these things and that is why this bride who received the spirit of prophecy knows what's coming in the future so the world is suffering under corona two years back some good people some big bad guys i would say in america and in such places already knew it they already were contemplating death of 65 million people on this earth due to corona outbreak 2 years back this is what they have projected in their plans already one doctor said it trump administration has to face it you hide yourself sir but we are going to make a vaccine what is that vaccine just make a man neutral just to bring them to a place to weaken the human race what is it to bring mass genocide and where it all began it all began with aristotle it all began with charles darwin now remember that statement survival of the fittest that book which you read natural selection nature will select the fittest that's another fact that we breed a virus in a lab and throw it in the nature and others before doing it have already protected themselves and others before throwing that virus have protected themselves let's try to understand it it's a deadly game going on and this world is coming to a bitter end but all all that many years back the spirit of prophecy spoke through a prophet and if prophecy is the foreknowledge of god then that supreme judge knew in 1963 that in 2020 there would be a corona outbreak 18 march 12 noon when he came to reveal the prophet the first seal he knew what is going to happen in 2020 and he started revealing his wisdom to his lawyer and the lawyer came to the pulpit and he started prophesying not just preaching prophesy or telling what are the things going to be listen now the prophet says now there's the god that we serve oh bride understand the kind of god we serve not a god of history not like the buddhas and the mohammedans and so forth but a god that's omnipresent right now here this morning in this tabernacle right now great jehovah i am who formed himself in humility to take on the form of sinful flesh here he is 
that's who redeemed you there can be no other nowhere at no time can do it i can point to the cloud this christ who came today and tell you that he is the one that's redeemed you there can be no other when i was in my study room i was thinking am i not uh, am i speaking more than i should i went to what the prophet said and in messages in 65 in the end of his uh, in the last year of his ministry clearly he's openly telling in brother jack moose church and other places that's him pointing to the cloud that is christ that's him i don't know why don't people look at him because that is that personality which has come today this great jehovah this great i am not just 2000 years back but in humility even in our age god hiding in simplicity behind a sinful flesh of a prophet to reveal himself you know what's the next line here he is that's who redeemed you there can be no other and that one and only one who came and redeemed you came in this cloud and came behind the veil of a prophet and today is behind his bride and we need to understand it so let's try to catch it this great judge revealing his wisdom to his lawyer that foreknowledge becomes a prophecy and that is the threefold mystery of god that threefold mystery becomes a prophecy now what does revelation 10:7 say in the days of the voice of the seventh angel when he shall begin to sound the mystery of god which he had in the back part of his mind shall be finished as he had declared it to his servants the prophet Every prophet in portion spoke and prophesied about this mystery. Every prophet prophesying was prophesying this mystery, this threefold mystery that has to be today, this threefold mystery that's to happen today, which will coming to a climax and catch a bride home. Every prophet prophesied of this. In the days of the voice of the seventh angel, all what those prophets prophesied. shall be finished shall be completely revealed revealed some part is still yet to happen but the revelation part is finished it's over all of it is revealed in the message then what did the message reveal prophecies this whole message is prophecy seven seals is prophecy seven thunders is prophecy john eat the book but thou must prophesy not preach prophesy prophesy what's going to happen and speak it and it will happen because you have that spirit in you amen the foreknowledge of god being revealed to the elect oh my praise the lord that foreknowledge which can foretell that is that point which is being revealed here so now just don't read hebrews just like that oh he was getting good teaching on melchizedek a good teaching on sabbath it's things that are to be he's prophesying his own ministry that real great sabbath was coming for this age people to receive it the person of christ oh my now listen careful god didn't have three people up there that's a different point and he sent one of them his son it's not like that three people there and he sent one you'll ask me brother ashish please explain that to me and i i mean uh, we have taught it as uh, the doc doctrine of the oneness of god how he is one in personality and three offices is that enough i'm not going to read it just like that god didn't have three people up there this is also not teaching this is prophecy prophecy brother what is a prophecy here what's the prophecy here it's a simple teaching god is not three but one i'll tell you god didn't have three people up there and he sent one of them his son this is again a prophecy i john when i was caught up in heaven i saw one on the throne and then the lamb took the book oh that's deep the trinitarian thing the second person taking the book from the first person but it's not a second person taking the book from the first person it was god himself came in the form of a son god changing himself in the office of that son the one sitting on the throne is changing his form in revelations 5 this is the teaching on trinity now a prophecy that was to happen today it was not three people up there and two stayed there and said son you go in 1963 and speak this book to the people revelation 5 is not three people it's one personality one sitting on the throne it was god himself come in the form of a son so who is this not just christ god himself and after turning the picture to the right this is what the branham said in rising of the sun there he is confirming and vindicating what we preach that he is not three but one three corners of one triangle 
There's the capstone. The capstone revelation. He is not three but one. Catch it. Speaking of the unity of God. Oneness of God. Oneness of unity. That's right. Not three persons. Three clouds didn't come in 963. One cloud. One Christ. Not the second person. God himself. So this is my God. That's right. My God. This is the picture of my God. It's not rocket fuel. It was God himself. Come in the form of a son. You know what will happen when people read these messages? Yeah, yeah. Brother Branham is reading what has happened 2000 years back. How he became flesh. How he came as a son. No, no. You have not read your Hebrews message. You have not read your prophecy. Paragraph 64 of prophecy. Oh, my, my, my. Oh, it's very deep. Didn't have three people up there. And he sent one of them his son. It was God himself. Come in the form of a son. A son has a beginning. And a son had a beginning. And then some of you dear Catholic people. I got your book Facts of Our Faith said. Eternal. The eternal sonship of God. How are you going to express that word? How are you going to make it have sense? How can it be eternal? That's not the Bible. That's your book. Eternal sonship. They don't. That word's not right for anything. That's a son had a beginning. And eternal has no beginning. So it is an eternal sonship. Son had a beginning. This mystery had a beginning. And what had a beginning has an end. In other words, if the sonship had a beginning and an end, this great mystery which God had in the back part of his mind had a beginning and a predestinated end. It is not eternal sonship. That's why in Christ the mystery of God revealed. You say, brother, you're speaking Hebrews and you're going to July 28, 963. Brother, God's opening things. And I believe it can open for you as well. May God help you to help you to read this message as a prophecy. We are not giving you teachings now. The youth meeting teachings. Yeah, for many Sunday, uh, Tuesdays, I'm not have a register to take that attendance. Knowing this, there is a hundred percent attendance every Tuesday. This is one class where there is, uh, when there is nobody who's not attending. So I'm giving you a tick. You are attending it. It is an eternal sonship. Now listen, what was sonship? Sonship was the first part of the great mystery. Why did he reveal himself as son? God wanted to reveal himself in that Christ. All that was in God, he poured in Christ. But Branham said, that's why he came as a son. That's why he always said, father, father. That was the office of the son of man. But that is not eternal. Now the, all that is in the son is poured in the bride. Now try to understand it. Son and his bride becoming one. God using the office of a son to unite with you and me. It's not father sitting in a corner and son marrying a bride. That Trinitarian would think like that. It's the same God who was the father changing his form as a son. This office will not remain forever. He has planned this office only for some time because he has more offices in his mind. He has some more new names which he will reveal in the future ages, which will reveal a particular office, which will do a specific work. And on earth, his name was Jesus. But when he won victory and he went up, he received a new name. Why are these things happening, brother? They are attributing revealed. It's not eternal sonship. Sonship is an office which goes for a long time, but not eternal. Sonship is an office used by God to redeem a fallen human race, to bring them back to the original. That sonship wouldn't even end in millennium. No, that sonship wouldn't even end in Revelation 20, 21. 20, sorry. Because judgment has been given to the son. Because he's a son of man. As son of man, as a son, he has to do all that. But when everything will be over... 1 Corinthians 15, the son will be subject to the father. He'll be back to that original form. And because you and I are united with that son, when you, when he will be changing his form back to that original, automatically you will be going back to what you are. What God had you as his thoughts. And the reflection of God's image is in you. So it's not eternal sonship. Christ become flesh and dwelt among us. He had a beginning. Oh yeah, yes, yes. He began from Mary. Now, now that's it. You are wrong. In John 17 he says, Father glorify me with the glory I had with thee before the world. So that office of the son came before creation happened. By him and through him all things were created and made. That is the office used by God. Which he will also use for redemption. That office of sonship had already come. And revelation five again using that office in the second coming 
as son of man listen carefully to finish that work of redemption in your and my life in churches is also he was son but son of god but now son of man as son he had three offices god had three offices father son holy ghost son himself had three offices son of god son of man son of david and a special son of abraham so as son of abraham and son of david he's having an inheritance are you understanding and he has worked in all the three names and the third name is for the millennium and the prophets at between son of god and son of david he once again appears as son of man in the last days as the token and brother that token is also everlasting covenant it's not it's not an eternal covenant it's everlasting you won't need it when you are there when you're already in that perfect body you don't need that anymore that office of sonship is working in your life for a period of time you need the son you always need the son you need the son you always need the son i love that office the bride will always love it because it is that office he is married a bride but i would like to say something as the holy ghost he is the son of god which is now christ in you it's not eternal sonship christ become flesh and dwelt among us he had a beginning now listen brother if that son is not eternal what about these sons this may sound a little deep but an age would come where you and i will also not be called sons just god we are god just god moving everywhere a time would come everything would recognize us as the very god this is where he's taking us to he started talking with his disciples and said hence would i not call you servants i'll call you friends then when judas left children and now from children he is now in the last days he say my bride now that means they had the child has matured and now after that god speaking to god i say ye are gods <laughs> it's not eternal sonship and you know that sonship included you and me in that because what god did in that first son born without sex the beginning of the new creation will do in every son in that creation that's why they are called sons but a time comes when that son of god which has come out of god is so much one with god and in his, in his image that's way off in eternity i'm speaking when everything will be called god only that's right so it's not eternal sonship sonship had a beginning and sonship has an end sonship is an office of god and now from that sonship he has come to the holy ghost dwelling in you as another son manifested sons and the earth is waiting for that but will it just go on will it just go on one day the office of son is coming to an end that the father be all in all and you are included in that going back to those attributes back to that fellowship that family where god and his family is worshiped right understand from a sinner to recognizing i am a son and now recognizing i'm the very image of god i'm a mature god and then a god itself oh brother that's why these are the great mysteries in the back part of his mind that threefold mystery began with the son moved on to the church all that was in christ poured in the bride in the church and the processes by which he restored the earth back to eden that great threefold mystery christ that mystery of god revealed then what are the seven thunders in the sky revealing this mystery and you are a part of that mystery. Oh my you know what you must have seen i have seen i mean of course uh, i have seen it in those videos when the pride of lion walks and you see those little babies of the lions walking and how they are crying like a cat or i mean uh, they are having a different childish voice and how that great big lion that bearded lion is loving them and that mother lion is loving them oh that's a family going yeah though he is a small son yet he is a lion being the son of a lion he's a lion the child of god is god are you understanding it that first son drew strength from what was written for him david in psalms spoke for me this is what is written for me in the scriptures he's the first model son and when that sonship comes in you and that mystery travels to you now you think like a lord jesus while well, he was in flesh and you also start thinking like this the scripture spoke for me like this scripture said this scripture said that and finally submitting to the will of the father and finally entering into glory this is what's going to happen in this hour
Oh my, I can just go on. Try to understand it. It wasn't no eternal sonship. It's the eternal Godhead, not sonship. In other words, we can't limit God to just one office. He just moves on in the next office. It's eternal Godhead, not sonship. Now he come to redeem us and he did redeem us. First coming, pay the price. Second coming, to claim the price. The work of redemption in the last days. All prophecy, brother. Paragraph 63 is a prophecy. 64 is a prophecy. Paul Corinthians is not a letter. It's a prophecy. Ro Romans is a prophecy. All of them prophecy, brothers. Try to catch it. Now Paul getting there, which I'm sure that through the past lessons you've understood it. We'll go over it again sometime. The Lord willing, just verse by verse. Now, now he's reading the first verse of Hebrews 6. Therefore having, leaving the, the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection. That stumbles them, doesn't it? Let us do what? Let's go on unto perfection. Not laying again the foundation. Foundations has been laid. Now, there are lies where foundation was not right. So it's important to make the foundation right first. But a man doesn't keep on remaining in foundations for all his life. He goes from foundation to the full building and comes to the full completion of the vision which was put on the blueprint. The blueprint doesn't just show foundation. But with foundations, you can have an idea where this pillar would be, where that pillar would be, where that room would sit, where that room would sit. And as the building moves up from the foundation, you start getting an idea, a picture of what the design of the building would be. When you see the foundation which Paul laid, because Paul said like a wise master builder, I laid the foundation. In the foundations, in the main pillars, he placed the apostles and he placed the prophets. Let's read that scripture. Uh, I think it's in Ephesians. Let's read that scripture because all of that is becoming alive for us now. Uh, Ephesians chapter 2. I'm reading from verse 19 and verse 20 and 21. Now therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. If you can understand the foundation, now you'll understand how the building would look. Tell me what look that building would have whose cornerstone is Jesus Christ our Lord himself. What is that cornerstone? Upon this rock I'll build my church. So that Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone is not a man but the revelation of that man. Is not a man. God is not building his church on a man but on the revelation of Jesus Christ. If you read the church ages, Rebranham said, Roman Catholic thought that stone was Peter. Protestants said, that is Jesus. See the scripture here. Jesus the cornerstone. He said that was not even Jesus. That was not Peter. That's right. That was not even Jesus. A man. Not that man. But it was the revelation of Jesus Christ. It's the revelation of the cloud on which okay, I've gone ahead of my message where he would finish the building today. You are built on the foundations of the apostles and prophets. What do the prophets preach? Prophesy. Your foundation is prophecies. Then what will the building stand on? Prophecies. What did the apostles preach? David spoke of him. Paul convinced them that this is the Christ that had to come. Philip told the eunuch, this is the Christ that had to come. What was the message of the apostles? The prophecy becoming fulfilled in Christ and the resurrection. That is the foundation on which you are built. Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost coming as a revelation to a believer. Now when you have that foundation, now you know how the building would look like. That's why it says, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord. How? on that Christ, on that revelation, on that Christ, the mystery. Try to understand. Every age had its workers and every age had a messenger. But where would the building be built? On that Christ, the revelation of God. Now try to understand. May God help you, please. Oh my, I'm here, yes. Now leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ and let us go on into perfection. Let us not stop at works. This I'll explain to you. You have to go in details of this. Okay, just a minute. Let's read that scripture first. It's very important to understand. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto 
perfection. Hebrews 6.1. Now what is there in that foundation? Not laying again the foundation. Number one, repentance from dead works. Number two, faith toward God. Number three, doctrine of baptisms. Number four, laying on of hands. Number five, resurrection of the dead. And number six, eternal judgment. Six things in the foundation. Let's leave these six now and go to the seventh. Count it if you can. Foundation of repentance from dead works. In other words, those who have not heard the message, those where foundation itself is not laid, where the ground is prepared, we have to first lay this foundation. But for that, bright church, where the foundation has been laid of repentance, of faith toward God, doctrine of baptisms. Now, there's a beautiful point I'd like to bring here. May God give me grace to do it. It's a misconception that people think that Paul is telling here for us that we stop preaching about this at all now. You know, in the bright church, baptism will not be preached anymore. <laughs> no, no, that is not the message. I'll explain. When you lay the pillars in the foundation, did you notice? Every floor you are building, those pillars go till the top. Those pillars don't just remain in foundation. The pillars go all the way to the top. And when they go all the way to the top, they become the scaffold on which the rest of the building is built. The pillars go all the way up. These six things which are written here are the pillars in the foundation. That's right. But upon that pillar, something else will be added. That has to be understood. He's saying, now don't stay at the pillars now. Now come to the full building. Come to that perfection. I don't understand it. It doesn't mean that a fully matured church will stop preaching baptism and repentance and all these things. We have to have a balance. In other words, when we are preaching to the new people, when no foundation is laid, we have to lay a foundation first. You have to talk about baptism, laying on of hands, resurrection, eternal judgment, all these things. But why? is Paul telling to now let's leave these things. You see, you have done it once. But now don't just stay here. What is that Holy Spirit speaking through that essence? Now I come to the point. Before I read, let me explain it. Then you'll understand after I read. Who repented? You. Who believed? You. Who took the baptism? You. Laying on of hands was done by who? Believers. People. Elders. I understand it. All these things which are put in that foundation are things that you and I do. That is not perfection. Let us leave it. Now listen carefully. We have to understand both the sides. I have explained to you from that pillar going all the way to the top that even the full mature church reaches these basic things to new people, yes. But what is the danger in staying here? Staying here, staying here means you'll become a legalist. You'll start depending on works. Slowly, you'll drift towards the legalistic side of the gospel. Are you baptized? No. Probably you are serpentine. I understand. Such kinds of things. Now, why is he writing this letter to the Hebrews? Because after spending 2,000 years under the law, they had this in their blood to do something for God. And when they were taught, you have to take baptism. Oh, we have to do something. Yeah, that's right. We have to. Laying on of hands. Yes, that's right. We have to repent. We, 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 we doing all. The Jews liked it very much. And I want to tell you, the prophet said in Cornelius' house, there was no laying on of hands for receiving the Holy Ghost. While they just heard the word, they received it. The Roman centurion said, speak the word from here. No laying on of hands. Just speak the word and my, uh, my servant would be healed. That was another church which would come from the Gentiles. What's Paul saying here? Now, let's move on to perfection. Foundation is needed. Yes, it's always needed. But in foundational things, there are things which you had to do. And that is also, I would say, a grace of God. That God let you do it. There are many who have don't even found that grace. But now let us leave it and go on to perfection. Leaving these principles of the doctrine of Christ. And let's go on unto perfection. In other words, let's not keep on harping on things we do. But let us go on to perfection. And now Brother Branham is going to explain what is this perfection. I know today time has gone, maybe next time, but let me still lay a little foundation here and may God talk with our hearts to what this perfection is. Please listen carefully. Leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection. That stumbles them, doesn't it? Let us do what? Let's go on unto perfection. Not laying again the foundations. Watch this. Let's get this word perfection. Do you know there's only one way you'll stand in the presence of God? That is perfect. Until you are perfect, you can't even stand in the presence of God. God cannot tolerate unholy things. And you legalists, how could you ever perfect yourself when you have not one thing to perfect yourself with? 
you were born in sin your very conception was in sin the very desire of you being here was sin born in sin shaped in iniquity come to the world speaking lies now where are you going to stand at he's asking the legalists where you sinner that said i'll quit smoking and i'll go to heaven where are you lukewarm mossback so-called christian that goes around here with a long face and saying that well i belong to the church you sinner right unless you are born of the spirit of god you're lost that's true listen now you know to sinner can in any case can't make it but there are some legalists say i'll do some good things he says your very conception was sin even when you are a baby you are a sinner You didn't speak even a single lie. You are a sinner. That's right. How are you going to heaven? You say I never lied in my life. Oh, the little darling. He's talking about a baby now. It was just an angel to begin with. That little baby is like an angel, you know. That's a lie. Now, I also heard some old olden time people. You know, children are angels. And a child says, Ah, he's actually talking to angels. Angels talking to angels. Here's the prophet explaining. The child is not an angel. That's a lie. I don't care how good you are. You are a sinner, and you don't have one thing. There's no priest, no bishop, no cardinal. Now, just a minute. Then somebody asked Brother Branham a question. Will babies go to heaven? He said, Yes. If a baby dies, he goes to heaven because the blood of jesus covers him he is ignorant he doesn't know anything but yet he doesn't go on his merits to heaven catch this statement and catch that statement he is also going to heaven because of the blood of jesus his very being born on this earth is the permissive will not the perfect will of god by that sexual birth it was a permissive will so, so that thing which is born is not a perfect will of god that's only a permissive will but yet god is using that permissive will today to work out his perfect will are you understanding today so even that baby if he dies or she dies goes to heaven because of the blood not because that baby is an angel i heard and children die they become angels and sister sharon rose died she never became an angel she was a young girl so let's place 2 and 2 as 4 please she never became an angel she was what she was always the image of god he often is not an angel yet it's an angel yes but not an angel with wings let's try to understand it god really bless you wonderful people i'm taking your time <laughs> oh that little darling it was just an angel to begin with that's a lie i don't care how good you are you're a sinner you don't have one thing there's no priest no bishop no cardinal no pope no nothing else can save you who can ever save you Because he's just the same boat that you are in. Again, getting into it in a few minutes. Just in the same shape he was. The Pope of Rome was born in sin, shaped in iniquity, come to the world speaking lies, born by the sexual desire of a man and a woman. Where are you going to get righteousness out of that? Will you get perfection through him? Ordinary man, born in sin, shaped in iniquity. Well, his papa and mama were born the same way, and they were born the same way. And his grandma and grandpa and on back, it's sin to begin with. Sin, begin with. That's right. So who can say that this is holy and that's holy? There's only one thing holy. That's Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God. Now, 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 now. Here you need an eye of prophecy to see it. He's pointing fingers to only one. What is this? No pope, no bishop. <laughs> Nobody's worthy. Then there came a elder and said, "So this is also not teaching. This is prophecy." And remember how in preach he said, "No pope, no bishop, no man was worthy to open that book." There's only one thing holy. That's the Lamb, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God, appearing in Revelations five. Who's been made perfect? Who, who, who has been made perfect? He, the Christ, has been made perfect. Though he was a son, yet learned he obedience and became perfect. That's right. Came in the office of human flesh and became perfect. To tell you and me that if you and I are living in human flesh. you can also become perfect like me if you have my life in you my 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 there's only one thing holy only one worthy and that's our lord jesus christ lamb but in chapter 10 the mighty angel so every line is pointing back to the cloud the son of the living god who's been made perfect and our requirement is to be perfect now how are we going to be in? right yourself i'd hate to try to get to heaven on the merits of i was born 5 minutes ago and going out of the world right now he's trying to say if this is my merit you know i was just born 5 minutes back i never even sinned and i just spent 5 minutes on this earth and i'm going back he said even then i'm a sinner 
Even before I spent those five minutes, I was a sinner. In sin, I was conceived in my mother's womb. That's right. In other words, when I was a fetus, I was a sinner. This is very strong. He said, I'd be lost if I never had an evil thought in my life. Huh? Even if I've never had an evil thought in my life, if I never spoke a bad word in my life, if I never looked at anything evil, nor thought anything evil or nothing, after all that, I'm just as rank and black as the smutty walls of hell. I'm a sinner. You mean no lies, very good life, bias sin, no good, bad thing. Yet you are a sinner. I could come through life. I'll, in other words, I can come in this life and stay locked up in a room. Look, brother, I don't want to sin. So I will stay locked up in a room. Stay locked up in a room. Stay in a room. Stay locked up 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 in a room. What is perfection? And but Paul is saying it's true. We laid the foundations. We have done those some good works in the initial stages. But now let us build on that. Leave it and come on to the perfection. I might join the Lutheran Church, Baptist, Pentecostal, Presbyterian, and I'm on the cradle rule and live faithful to that church until a hundred years. And my life is took, and no man could point a finger at me and say he ever even as had as such as a bad thought. I'll still go to hell, just as sure as I'm standing. I want my church to read these paragraphs carefully. I fast once a week. I pray daily. God bless you. Is that why you're going to heaven? Let's come to perfection now. You mean this is not perfection? I'm a sinner. That's correct. I have nothing. There's no way at all I could find any price to be paid. That I can pay that price. God required death. Okay, I'm born five minutes back. I'll die. I'll die for my sins. I can't. Do you know why? God required death. And if I give my own life, if I give my life, then how can I repent? I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. Then how can I repent? Cause you the debts got to be paid first. And God has the only one who could lay his life down and take it up again. So he could become sin and lay his life down and pick it up and pick it up and call it justice and the debts paid. There you are. Now let's turn to Matthew about the 8th chapter. I believe it is the 7th or 8th chapter. We'll see what Jesus says over here. All right, it's Matthew the 5th chapter and the Jesus preaching the Beatitudes, the 47th verse. Now this is a message on a mountain. Matthew 5, Beatitudes. And if and if you salute your brethren only, what do you more than others? Do not even the publicans? Watch. But be therefore perfect. What? Be therefore perfect even as your father which is in heaven is perfect. That was Jesus' commandment. Our Lord's commandment. Be so. They say, nobody can be perfect. The Bible says, there's none perfect. God looked down on earth from heaven and he found if there's anybody righteous. No, not one. And here Christ is saying, become perfect. Now, brother Branson, now isn't that kind of contradiction? There's your contradiction, is it? All right. You cannot be perfect in your if you are trusting in what you done, you are lost. In other words, when Paul is saying, let us go on, let us leave our trusts on these works. जो इतना दम भरते हो इतनी चीजों पे, इतना दम भरना बंद कर दो और अब कहीं और बढ़ो. Come somewhere else. If you are trusting in what you done, you are lost. So be perfect, even just as perfect as God is perfect. I want you to notice. Where is this message of perfection coming? When the Son of Man goes to a mountain. Again, a prophecy I'm speaking here. When he starts speaking the Beatitudes. Blessed are those. Blessed, 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 blessed. You heard in the old time, but I say unto you. You heard in the old time, but I say unto you. And he closes that mountain message. Be perfect. Be perfect. Even as your Father in heaven is perfect. There are two ways of seeing it. Become perfect as Father is perfect. But there's another deeper meaning. Be perfect. Let there be. He's closing that mountain message with a spoken word. Let this mind be in you which is in Christ. Be perfect. It is thus said the Lord. And thus said the Lord can never fail. After that mountain message. You know the first Exodus prophet went to the mountain and brought a book. He went inside the cloud and he brought a message which could never make the believer perfect. Which only had a set of do's and don'ts. But here comes the second Exodus prophet. Like unto Moses. Again on a mountain. And bringing back the commandments. Bringing back the same kind of message. And closes the message. Be perfect. 
Now what about the third Exodus prophet? Shouldn't he go to a mountain? Shouldn't he go in a cloud? And when he comes back, he comes back with a message of perfection. He comes back with a message of be perfect, not the works of church ages, but another age, a perfect age, an eternal age, where only perfect live. Oh my. Let us leave these things. Let us go on to that age. Let us enter that message. Let us leave these foundational things. Let us enter another message. These are expressions that you are watching. Of course, these are also recorded. Because the next line is the same. Let me read it. Matthew 5. Be therefore perfect. And now, but our Lord Jesus said, So be perfect, even just as perfect as God is perfect. Now be therefore perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. Therefore, now the fifth chapter, sixth chapter of Hebrews. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection. Just a minute here, please. And try to understand. This is a very important scripture. Because this will go on for a very long message. This is one of the first scriptures when brother Branham went to Mishawaka and he met those two people when the Holy Ghost fell in the church and one was a hypocrite and one was a genuine believer and it was a question in his heart how can a genuine Holy Ghost fall on two people one good and one bad and that's when he's in Greensmill, Indiana and the wind blew on the pages of the Bible and it came to Hebrews 6 three times it happened Hebrews 6 Hebrews 6 Hebrews 6 then suddenly he started seeing things what's impossible for those who tasted the good word of God that's that'll be the next verses which we'll, we'll read later on who have tasted the good word of God in other words they had done these works they had done these things, repentance and all these kinds of things. But yet they failed because they believed on their works. They couldn't come to that perfection. And in order to explain that Hebrews 6, he explained a borderline believer. In other words, a borderline believer can do all these things. But there's a message. Let us go on into perfection. Let us enter another efficiency. Let's enter the land of paradox. And that Danny Henry's prophecy be fulfilled. Let Joshua commission be fulfilled. So Hebrews 6 is coming to Joshua Commission. It's opening of the seals. It's entering a land. Not works, but a land. My, my. Hebrews 6. Now you, Branham Tabernacle. Oh, I know we have healings. That's wonderful. We have visions. Oh, that, that's fine. And you have spiritual dreams. And sometimes they're not spiritual dreams. And sometimes you, we, we try to help the poor. We do what we can. Oh, that's all right. But that's not what we are talking about now. We are entering into another phase. I told you a step up is coming. I never read this. I never read it. Now you can hear a prophet saying, we are entering into another phase. Leaving the doctrine. Oh yes, we got the doctrine of Christ. We believe he was a son of God. Virgin born. We believe that. With all these things. That is just wonderful. But leaving that. perfection Leaving that. Let's go on to perfection. Oh my. Wished I had the voice of an archangel now. Oh yes, you have. Because the archangel, that mighty angel of Revelation 1, will speak through you. Revelation 10.1 will speak through your mouth. So what is this message? A seal in prophecy form. <laughs> I will prove to you throughout his life any message he took. He was prophesying for this cloud and he was prophesying for the seventh seal. Until the last day of his life, his whole ministry was centered around this cloud and the seventh seal. And that's where he's bringing the bright church. Let us go on to perfection. I'm finishing the message because time is moving fast and they have to, I mean, put it on the YouTube also. We'll continue next Tuesday, Lord willing. But I'll repeat one sentence which I said many years back and I say it in Hindi. Ruke to phase, chale or bade to bache. God bless you. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for for this day, for the spirit of prophecy this bride has received and how you're unfolding your word in this last hours. Somehow you are taking us now on a different ground, calling us to perfection, not to lay again the foundations of our works. Even that foundation, Lord, when we see deeply, it's based on a revelation and that revelation is also a gift from you. But there were certain things we done. But now after that, you're calling us out of our works to something else. Let us not stop short. Or let us not stop short. Get out of our works to your land. Rest is not our works. Rest is your work. 
works in our lives and his paul saying to those hebrews let's get out of there and come to that perfection i remember when our joshua went on the other side he said that was perfect plus perfect plus perfect it was beyond sublime there couldn't be sin in that dimension it was perfect love it was the holy ghost which he preached that was a kind of life he saw in that body and he said to the people after returning back that perfect state is waiting for you paul said i'm pressing towards the mark of my high calling my theophany my perfect state calling me let us go on to perfection let's leave the flesh and move to the theophany let's turn to chapter 7 malkishadak sixth is called out of flesh into that seven which is the theophany let's get out of this and that is what the seals were first four seals flesh for the fifth seal revelation of theophany and seventh seal entering the theophany let us go on to perfection oh god help us help this last day bride to go on to that perfection bless everyone who's hearing this message commit it all into your hands of grace in the name of jesus christ our lord amen aaye hamare baap aap jo asman mein hain aapka naam paak mana jaye aapki badshahi aaye aapki mazhe asman mein puri hoti hai zameen par hi puri ho हमारे रोज की रोटी आप हमें बख्शते हैं और जिस तरह को माफ करते हैं हमारे कुछ को माफ फरमाए हमें आजमाइश में ना पड़ने दें बुराई से बचाएं बादशाही कुदरत और जलाल हमेशा आपका ही है बोलो प्रभु यीशु मसीह की जय Revelation 10 has already happened. Then he preached attraction on the mountain. He said, "Now Revelation 10 is a history. 10:1 to 7. He said, 'Now it's a history for us. Now we know. Mighty angel Christ has come. The word has appeared. But at that same year, after understanding all these things, in the month of September, through his healing, he opens a Jehovah Jireh experience to him. Now this experience is not new for him. Every time the third pole operated or a paradox happened, Jehovah Jireh was there to provide for him. Jehovah Jireh provided the squirrels. Jehovah was on the mountain when the storm was calm jehovah was there when the little fish was resurrected try to understand that brother jehovah jireh was there when the grizzly bear came when brother bird southwick said where is that bear brother branham said it has to be here somewhere that vision can never be wrong and no sooner he said it that was that grizzly bear it was not there but now it is there jehovah jireh provided the grizzly jehovah jireh provided the mountain lion oh my that same jehovah jireh provided the seventh dove it provided that eagle flying in the sky notice those experiences all died to that seventh seal but now his part which is 107 was coming to an end of course his voice through those tapes and messages would go on but let us try to understand now it was time for another cycle it was time for a second ride it was time to ride like an indian chief like jeronimo and it was in that cycle god is going to do big things notice the time of his healing september after finishing the july august series in his church after preaching the second ride after preaching and know it not after preaching olen walker's dream when he was trying to tie thunders wiles and trumpets together and he's bringing these dreams and says something is fixing to happen and it is in that background where he goes to catalina and takes that 3 days journey when you read genesis when abraham went to that mountain it was a 3 days journey and on the 3rd day he got that experience It's a 3 days journey brother to that mountain and it's a 3 days journey in a prophet's life when he saw the dead squirrel when he saw that seventh dove all speaking of future because later on after a few years this son who didn't die when his bride was sought thousands of miles away when Eliezer went with his message to search that bride from the gentiles 
and when the time came for her to leave her house and go to marry that boy she was pronounced the same blessings by her parents which was given to Abraham on the mountain thy seed shall possess the gates of the enemy she was not even there she was not on the mountain how is she receiving that same promise because she's a part of that body she belongs to those loins she belongs to that lineage Later on that promise came to Jacob and when did he receive it when he fought with that angel that night what happened that next morning your name is no more Jacob your name shall be called Israel because you have prevailed Genesis 22 has come in your life you are also a seed of Abraham you spent a long time as your Jacob but now you'll be called Israel when i was giving your patriarch promise on that mountain i'd already fixed my appointment with you i knew i'm going to meet you this night and you'll find your name in the book no Esau can destroy you you see the promise that was made to the patriarch on the mountain went to the sea that faith which he had which came from the book of redemption was transferred to his lineage that faith of abraham that faith of brother branham what he believed which was in his heart which was a revelation to him by virtue of the holy ghost is transferred to some manifested sons today and they are a part of the jehovah jireh experience and i tell you brother as a promise seed of abraham which you and i are today i want to say this with that spirit of prophecy if a creation happened on that mountain because you know this bride is supposed to prophesy and she can only prophesy what has been prophesied watch i challenge you if you are a seed of abraham watch in your life the creative work of god watch that creative work in your life what how jehovah jireh provides how that impossible will be made possible in your life and my life also some things which we cannot contemplate which we can't do ourselves but something tells us it will happen how it will happen i don't know but jehovah jireh will provide jehovah jireh will provide to go over that test the first test he had passed and now he's going to pass the second test with glory i'm prophesying this for somebody oh praise the lord he has passed the first test with flying colors but now he's going to pass the second test with a bigger glory not by his own power that's why in zechariah when the capstone came when he crying grace grace he's coming with a message not by might not by power not by your efforts but by my spirit and what is that spirit the seventh seal one rock with seven eyes seven voices in the last days the vision of ezekiel the vision of daniel job seventh seal vision will be brought to pass now in some lives not just preaching and hearing brother walking in miracles experiencing the paradox we are living in that time when fishes and loaves will be multiplied god will provide somebody asked abraham how will it happen <laughs> but he said i don't know but i and my lad are coming back it's my god's business to see to it if god has promised you and me a rapture he will see to it how he will provide it under the seventh our patriarch brother branham i don't know something is fixing to happen but now when he sees that dove he has lifted me to a faith i never seen before he said i know there's a next message coming and let that dove leave what was the next message after the shreeput series rapture try to understand it and let the dove lead that message let me tell you brother hearing and preaching is one experience and we have so much enjoyed this message but now let me tell you this time the book is preached for it to happen jehovah jireh has to happen in everybody's life and it needs an abraham's faith morning he went to dr ravensworth in the morning he went to dr ravensworth and he did an endoscopy oh no you can't be healed there's no way for you to be healed dr mayo's clinic told him you know it's it's hereditary you have inherited from your parents it's because of your birth this problem can never leave you god said i'll do a new thing i'll cut off all that hereditary part i'll take off all what came from your old 
bark your squirrel will die on that tree it'll jump on that cola cactus and die hallelujah you mash it and say so your and the voice will say your enemy is dead the six inches are over end of the suffering man it's time to inherit a promise a second ride praise the lord the bride has been prophesying all these years but now we have come to that time when we are in a lockdown of course this is for some time it's there with everybody but let me tell you it will intensify further we have preached it and you know it but i believe still that god will give us a grace to meet each other as we used to meet but you and i can't even realize right now while we are sitting at our homes god is fulfilling many prophecies which you read you read about a short quick message how can a message be spread so fast so that you and i can see it we have technology we have ways in which we can connect up with each other right members talking with each other even in this lockdown a short quick message to gather that group a short quick message don't call finish up with this earth when these are the beginning of sorrows you all heard it even preaching about it but now is coming a time of frank judgment but just before that time in that suspense of between death and life there is somebody brother on whom death passes over patria branham's faith comes to them what he believed what he didn't say but yet said it you see paul is speaking abraham's statement oh my. what about today's paul what about today's believer picking up patriarch brother branham's quotes and from that bring out what he didn't say yet he said it it's hidden there in the message that's why the prophet said rapturing faith it's laying in the messages i would pick up a message you just read you just understand you just hear see normal things but when you really come to the message you read what abraham didn't say abraham never said i believe like this but paul picks up abraham's faith that is what the believer would do today holy ghost would reveal to believer things which he has not thought of are you understanding that is what's going to happen now god really bless you think on these things read patriarch branham patriarch brother branham yes today morning when i woke up i thought that i will write and i'll i'll write in brackets next to abraham brother branham the patriarch brother branham or see the title here just below abraham is written brother william marion branham i didn't have to write it it's already there let's hear what our patriarch said <laughs> the seed of abraham receiving the seal of promise that great seed that all seeing eye in this last days in his life not just at the birth but at adoption at adoption time you're not a baby you're not a small child you're already started eating strong meat in chapter 21 isaac had started eating strong meat and ishmael was separated from him it's after when you start he- eating strong meat now he brings to the jehovah jireh experience that last experience when the promise was made completely sure when now there will be no more delay but the promise will be fulfilled oh my many things even a prophet was saying he was prophesying and we applied only to his time but you know he himself said he said many times i make up a cut up message but maybe i'm not preaching for you i'm preaching for someone who'd be hearing these tapes because these tapes will go all around the world he knew as a prophet these tapes will be played so when he's preaching such messages it's not just for the visible audience but he's speaking for somebody in the tape land in the jungles of africa here in india and the ends of this earth will catch the faith of brother branham live by the faith of brother branham which is not actually his faith which is the faith of christ which is poured in his heart now i come to the point did christ our lord believe in his own rapture that first mortal son of god he said destroy this body i'll raise him on third day why david had already given the promise he knew the promises are true on the third day before corruption strikes the body my body will be up that promise which god made through that psalm that poem will work in my life what danny henry said what i written as a poem 40 years back i wrote about a lion here i'm seeing it with my eyes in a similar way he said there will be a rapture los angeles is going under the ocean west coast of united states would be finished now listen to it carefully in 63 he says before he climbed that mountain before jehovah jireh mountain abraham says i don't know how it will happen but after when he went to the mountain when he lifted his knife and a voice came don't kill him but the question still remains what is there fire is there where is the sacrifice he heard another voice he heard his own atonement calling him isaac heard the voice of the atonement that atonement appeared on that mountain he heard that bleating of the ram immediately he understood god has provided the sacrifice.
sacrifice now it's not a secret for him before receiving his healing there were some questions but after receiving the healing he was ready for the next message he was ready for the next thing which was coming but before he could go still further god just took him from the scene didn't allow him to explain some things yet he has explained it in the message it's hidden in the message for whom for the seed of abraham in the last days to pick up those things and when the seal of and when the seal of promise comes on a believer today the baptism of holy ghost is the baptism of the seventh seal how should i preach it that is the seal of god today which you and i need the minute the baptism of holy ghost strikes your life you will be quickened to this you will be quickened to this what happened in our age you will be quickened to those dreams to those visions to those visitations and to those mountain experience your message will be only on visions and dreams and such things making them al- making them alive today that is the seal you and i receive today when Paul Paul came to the Ephesians. He said, "Have you received the Holy Ghost since he believed?" In other words, have you received the seventh seal since he believed? He never even heard of seventh seal. He only heard about an Elijah. He only heard a message of repentance. But I want to tell you, Elijah introduced a cloud. Now, have you received the cloud baptism? Have you received the baptism in the name in which cloud has appeared? Then they were baptized, and Paul laid his hands on them, and they received the seventh seal, and they spoke in tongues, a message in unknown language. But you read the lines carefully. Two words are written there, and they spoke in a known tongues in different languages yes that was the first part for the second part and they prophesy you read the verse there seventh seal does two things changes your language and gives you a power of prophecy in this last days oh my god bless you i'm stopping the message here read patriarch brother branham i've read it no you have not read it read patriarch branham again and where you read christ you read cloud where you read holy spirit read the seventh seal i'm not making a mistake when i'm saying these things because the holy spirit is that seal and holy spirit in seven manifestations and that seventh the manifestation is the seventh spirit of god today of holy ghost in this last day can you say amen that seventh dove that seventh spirit the one with the seventh seal have you received seventh seal since he believed god really bless you. on such things i'll speak more little later on but may god break up this message for you god really bless you let's pray we thank you abba heavenly father today morning to give us this message faith of patriarch brother branham after he went west to a land he did know and he received the promise of this age the opening of the seals but after that he was given a double test that would he go to that same mountain and receive that Jehovah Jireh experience when you provided for him that doubt that dead squirrel for his faith to rise and how a dream which was unfinished many years back later on was finished a dream an unfinished dream but 40 years later the next part of the dream comes and that same squirrel jumps on him but this time it misses him and it dies oh god we can see how it is manifesting in our lives today may your name be praised and glorified we can see these things happen and then our father patriarch brother branham was taken to that catalina in that 3 days journey to those mountain to receive the earnest of the rapture to receive the sign for the body change to receive the sign for some who will never see death and Isaac who had to die but didn't die oh there'll be some elect in the last days lord who will catch that faith with that faith when he came for his next campaign he already received a faith he had been quickened some subjects were going in his mind how when he came to the jack moose church he said he said i was telling these people when i'm reading job and his chapter 42 he said some day it will become a text for me and that day when he's preaching it it had become a text for him i heard but now i see he was not just talking a message he also had heard and now he saw something as god lifted job's faith god lifted brother branham's faith our patriarch to a level that he had never known before and then he's talking about the fire falling what a sight to behold oh lord we can see all these things that first experience that second experience that second experience was tied to the second rise that first experience was tied to that first rise going out into the world with a cloud message because he 
said the message came when the seals were opened. So when he took that message and he rang that message throughout the world, that was his first ride. But now it's time for the second one. And in that ride, there would be a bride. You, the mighty angel with your bride, holding this message, speaking the word for the season. Even as we were seeing today, that promise made to Abraham on that mountain, went to Rebecca, went to Jacob, went to Joshua, Caleb, and all these people. And all the promised seed of Abraham, they inherited that promise that came on that mountain on that day. Even so, there's a people on the land today would inherit that promise made to our patriarch, Brother Branham. Oh Lord, I can say today that dove was sent for me, that dead squirrel was sent for me, that flying eagle was a sign for me. For us in this last day, believers in this message, we live by the faith of patriarch Branham, which was not his faith, which was your faith, Lord, which was poured in him. On 24th March, he said, how he'll do it, I don't know. But in Catalina, two years later, he said, he has provided that dove. That's how he will do it. Seventh seal, moving further from one man to a many-membered body and that dove is going to lead it. He knows now how it'll happen. How the dove would visit the individuals and how the dove is going to quicken some people's faith even in this last hour. Oh God, give us grace to think deep. To receive this seed in our life. In the name of Jesus Christ, I commit this message into your mighty hand. Amen and amen. Ay, hamare baap, aap jo asman mein hai, aapka naam paak mana jai, aapki baat shahi hai, aapki mujh asman mein puri hoti hai, zameen bhai puri ho, ay, roz ki roti aap hain bakshte hain, aur jis tarah apne kusunon ko maaf karte hain, aap bhi maare kusunon ko maaf farmaayin, hume azmaish mein na pane dein, burai se bachayin, ki baat shahi, kudut aur jalal, hamesha aapka hi hai. Amen. So, bolo Prabhu Yeshu Masih ki, chai. God is. Amen. Amen. Amen.